preparing for the worst is a drag. No one likes to think about it. And if you don't watch out, inaction means that when you do get ransomed and breached, your first thought is not, let's go get the disaster manual and see what it says. It's just a panic. Today, ProServe IT's Eric Sugar walks you through a crash course in developing a disaster recovery plan for your small business. Don't panic. Help is on the way in the form of today's cyberwork hack. Welcome to a new episode of Cyberwork Hacks. The purpose of this spinoff of our popular Cyberwork podcast is to take a single fundamental question and give you a quick, clear, and actionable solution to that problem. So today's guest is Eric Sugar of ProServe IT. Uh, we recently uh, recorded an episode uh, with Eric on uh, the concept of disaster recovery as a, a vocation, as a, a something that small and medium businesses need to do. Uh, so for our Hex episode, we want to just get down to the very rudiments and talk about what's involved in getting started with a disaster recovery plan. So uh, thank you for joining me today, uh, Eric. Thanks, Chris. Excited to be here. So first of all, can you give us a, a very brief uh, explanation of what a disaster recovery plan means, especially as regards like a small and medium business? What is What are we trying to accomplish here? Yeah, so a disaster recovery plan for a small and medium business is ideally a doc, short document, less than 10 pages or a checklist that tells everyone in the business what activities they need to do to go from business stopped and failed to business working, sending invoices, people doing their jobs again, and the estimated timeline it should take to do that. But that's the very kind of basis description and should be very consumable by non-technology people. Right. And yeah, and we, we mentioned this a little bit on the main feed as well, but, uh, you know, lest you get overwhelmed by the idea of like the, the, thousands of things that could conceivably happen to your business. Like ultimately at the end of this, you should have a very actionable kind of checklist of if this happens, then we do this. If this happens, we do this. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the last one would be if something else happens, like figure it out agilely. We've covered off the top five, mm -hmm. all these people to figure it out. If it's or seven, eight or nine. Yeah. We're escalating the problem at that point. So, um, so how challenging is it to get started on creating a disaster recovery plan? Is this something that companies can do in-house? Do you recommend hiring an outside source, especially if you don't have like a strong IT and security department? Is this something that you, you get uh, assistance from, from outside? I, I'm a big fan in this space of this should be outside your business. Mm -hmm. um, the recovery process will be Whatever it is will be painful and it will not be happening during business hours. So you want your team focused on supporting your clients and you want someone else focused on bringing your business back up. If it's a catastrophe or disaster, you need to be all hands on deck supporting whatever you can do for your business to keep it moving while people recover. Right. Got it. Um, now, if you're, this is especially suited for people who are listening to this and saying, oh, that's that's exactly what I wanted to do. I'm, I'm studying a bunch of different things right now. Uh, disaster recovery planning, that sounds right up my alley. Like, uh, what what should they be doing, like, right now to get themselves uh, in, in a space where they could be uh, qualified to do this kind of work? Um, they so someone looking to get into disaster recovery needs to be a bit of a jack of all trades. They need to know a little okay. bit of security, a little bit of business, a little bit of IT. And I think 
do that through experience. So if you're in your school and you do different internships in different areas, mm-hmm. try that. You'll also probably find something you love to do, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, get experience in multiple disciplines or ask for cross training at your current job. So, hey, can I go spend a couple of days with someone on our finance side or someone on our operations side to learn yep. the systems we use? Okay. And yeah, and you you mentioned a little bit in the main feed as well, but that there, there should be some possibly give and take between not just strictly IT or cyber or tech, but also some some degree of knowledge of like how businesses run and and the sort of the risk elements on that side. What's the monetary driver? So how does the business make money? Mm-hmm. And how do how do you interact with your clients? Those okay. that will help you understand what you need to recover first and how you how you build that 10, 20, 25 bullet checklist mm-hmm. um, that will then have detailed instructions after, but that's how you build that checklist by asking yes. really deep questions and continue to ask why. So the, okay. the five whys behind each of those questions. Yeah. So widening the aperture a little bit, is it possible to say like pick a, a, you know, a company and write sort of a hypothetical disaster recovery plan based on what you know about them. Or like you say, if you're interning for a, a, you know, a certain department of your, your college, is this something that you can kind of practice before you actually like go to work doing this kind of thing? Yes, there, you, you can absolutely practice it. You can create your imaginary company and say, okay, I need communications. That's either going to be Google or Microsoft. I need a finance system. Let's say QuickBooks, Zero, Business Central. Mm-hmm. I need something in operations and customer support. I need a website, let's say Wix, because it's kind of cheap and cheerful and easy. Mm-hmm. I've got a phone system. I got cellular. So I got five systems. I got five checkboxes. How do I recover Microsoft 365 if I get breached? Mm-hmm. Here's your steps. So you can start Perfect. to really think about it and build it based on that. Great. That's perfect. Uh, so uh, for people who are not currently in the business, but want to get there and are, are learning these things and are building their, uh, as you say, hypothetical companies and, and documenting them, uh, can you talk about some things that you would want to see on a resume from a newcomer that indicates that they would be good in this space? Um, on a resume, that's a great one. So we found most of these people by talking to them. Mm-hmm. So the resume probably shows some experience in technology. It probably shows a bit of background in in sales or business operations um, and something in security, just saying like they've they've studied security so your security plus. So maybe a security plus plus some Microsoft certifications or Google certifications um, and some sort of business sales experience, whether it's a summer job or internship or something like that. Right. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's a really good start now. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's a, that's that's about all I think. So, oh, I guess the one last question here: uh, if you want to make sure that you're sort of future-proofing your skills, uh, I know you mentioned that uh, in our pre- previous episode that AI is definitely going to be a big part of it. Like, what are some things that you should be avoid? You know, what are some you know eggs that should not go in that particular basket to uh, to keep yourself uh, uh, fresh? Um. So. The one thing I would say is don't stop learning, like continue yes. to learn. Don't stop what you're doing mm-hmm. and don't anchor in on I'm I'm a Microsoft 365 email support yeah, no. person. Yes. Or okay. I'm a, a desktop security admin. Mm-hmm. You want to be learning new topics and pushing the boundaries and stretching yourself. So find a new topic 
and have dedicated learning time in your calendar, whether at work or at home, that's the key, I think, to future-proof yourself. Nice. Uh, so if our listeners want to uh, learn a little more about Eric Sugar or ProServe IT, where should they go online? Uh, for ProServe IT, www.proserveit.com is a great spot to find us. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on LinkedIn under Eric Sugar. And thanks, Chris. Great. Thanks very much, Eric. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for watching and listening to this episode. If this video helped you out, please share it with colleagues, forums, or on your social media accounts. And definitely subscribe to our podcast feed and YouTube page. You just type in cyberwork into any of them and you're on your way. There's plenty more to come. And if you have any topics that you want us to cover, drop them in the comments. As always, we'll see you in two weeks. Take care. Hey, if you're worried about choosing the right cybersecurity career, click here to see the 12 most in-demand cybersecurity roles. I ask experts working in the field how to get hired and how to do the work of these security roles so you can choose your study with confidence. I'll see you there. How about some free cybersecurity training resources for you and your team? Just go to infosecinstitute.com slash free to get eBooks, training guides, and more than 100 cybersecurity training courses, all free for cyber work listeners. Go to infosecinstitute.com slash free and start learning crucial new skills today.